0: Welcome to episode 32 of the revival podcast for millennial women. This week we are going to be talking about the harm of stereotyping women. And this is a very important topic and it's something that comes up for me very often because I've spent time reflecting on stereotypes, how they're talked about in church, how they're talked about in one-on-one conversations, how they're talked about in a bunch of different contexts and settings. And once you start seeing stereotypes happening, if you don't already, you start to notice them more often. And so I think that when we recognize these stereotypes and the harm that they're actually doing to women, to absolutely anybody that the stereotype's about, but because this podcast is focused on women, when we recognize how harmful stereotypes are to women, I hope that we will spend time really being able to discern the stereotypes when we see them and to challenge them and move away from stereotyping people, especially women. There's a huge history of women being stereotyped and it being used to uphold systems of oppression in a lot of different ways. So let's go ahead and take some time to talk about it today. Uh, Let's get started. Hey, millennial. Welcome to the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women, where you can come as you are, where you are in your faith journey. We're here to explore who God is and what He has to say through studying His words in the Bible. Hi, I'm Catherine Elise, and each week it's my intention to take important, relevant topics and examine them with you through the lens of God's Word and the good news of Jesus. If you're here for an honest look at Scripture, beyond pulling random verses out of context, open to creative ways to connect with the ultimate creator, and hoping for some good old-fashioned critical thinking about living out your faith, you're in the right place. I mean, as a former history teacher, you know I'm not going to let us off the hook with surface-level application. So grab a cup of coffee, put on your favorite sweats, and download that Bible app. Let's get started with today's topic. God, thank you so much, so, so much that you don't see us in stereotypes. You see our hearts. You see who we are as individuals. You have created us beautifully as image bearers of you. And I thank you that you never, ever view us as just a flattened version of ourselves. You see us in the complex, messy bits that we are And you love us so much and accept us so much. And I pray that we would come before you knowing that you love and accept us and that we can find redemption and value in you and in the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. I pray that ultimately our world and the church would give up on stereotyping women, that we would move away from these harmful practices and that women would be part of that movement to push us away from stereotypes, and into the truth of how you have created human beings. We love you, Lord. Please speak through me today and let the Holy Spirit move in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I thought it might be helpful to first kind of go over what is stereotyping, why it is actually harmful, and then how we can do better, some action application steps. So first, let's start with a common definition of stereotyping. My thoughts here are stereotyping is really putting someone into this narrow category. This small category, very narrow, and it's based on a specific criteria such as their gender. Like, women are this way. That's stereotyping. Then I looked up an official dictionary definition, the Oxford Dictionary, and it defines it as, quote, a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing, end quote. So some examples of this, in case you need them, are, for example, saying something like, women are more emotions-based than men. Women are less logical than men. Women gossip more than men. Women aren't interested in cars women like to wear makeup. You get the picture, right? All of these are stereotypes of women. And there are stereotypes of any type of people group divided up in lots of different ways. But of course, I'm just focused today on women. So then secondly, how is this practice of stereotyping harmful? Like what's actually wrong with it? Well, I have a few different reasons. I'm going to go over five of them. And I think the first one is that we need to remember that every single human being is an image bearer of God. We are all image bearers of the King, God. This comes from Genesis chapter one, verses 26 and 27. It says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. Men and women are created as image bearers of God. And God is not one dimensional. God is not a stereotype. God is not a flattened image of something. God is so much bigger and more complex than we can imagine. And you know, human beings are not as complex as God, I'm not saying that, but human beings are image bearers of that. We are complex human beings. We have a variety of interests. We have a variety of ways of being in this world. We have a variety of ways of using our brains and using our emotions and how we perceive the world, how we judge the world, how we interact with the world. We are all different. And we are all complex. We are not just one thing. We are not just two or three things. We are many things. When we have stereotypes that say women are this way, it doesn't leave room for the fact that we are complex human beings. And that definition or that criteria of women being XYZ might not fit a specific woman anyways. The second reason stereotypes are harmful is that God sees the heart, okay? God sees beyond appearances. God is not just looking at me as a woman and saying, hey, she's a woman, she must be X, Y, Z. No, God sees beneath that. God sees beneath my exterior, to my interior, to my heart. And he sees all of my complexities. There's a section in 1 Samuel where where Samuel is looking for the next king to anoint after Saul. And he thinks that God is going to choose one of David's brothers because they look a certain way, they appear a certain way on the exterior. And he makes certain assumptions about them based on their exterior. But actually, God corrects Samuel. And in First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him talking about one of David's brothers. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God sees our hearts and sees who we are. And he doesn't disqualify us or qualify us or equip us or whatever, choose us based on our appearance based on a stereotype, based on how he thinks a certain person will be. No, God can actually see our hearts. He can see see our souls, our innermost beings, the essence of who we are. He sees what will happen in our future. He sees the sin that we will engage in. He sees the ways that we will serve him. He sees beneath the surface. And I think that we need to look beneath the surface as well and encourage other people to do the same, not just allow stereotypes to dictate how we see human beings. There is more to them than what we think. The third thing is that Jesus didn't fit a stereotype. Jesus did not perpetuate a stereotype. And Jesus did not let stereotypes limit his interactions with other people. Jesus modeled for us instead what it was like to look beneath the surface. Just as the second point was saying, So people seem to think that Jesus would come to earth and be this earthly king when he came for the first time. But when he came, he was not that. He came into this world as a baby and then he formed a ministry and he went around healing people and telling people the truth and correcting people and loving people and and serving people. He was not a lot of people's perception of what the Messiah was going to be. He did not fit their image of what the Messiah should be. He was the Messiah, the savior of the world who ate with sinners. He talked with women, allowed them to learn from him and be his disciples. He healed people. He lifted up the lowly, the lowest of society. He saw through the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day. He saw their hearts. He commanded demons and dark spirits to leave people. He did so much more than that. That's just a glimpse, right? But Jesus was actually able to see the heart of people as individuals. There are a lot of examples of him doing this. In one example, he meets the woman at the well and he knows what she has been through and what she has done in her life and the living situation she's currently in. And he offers her living water. He offers her redemption. He offers her love and the opportunity for repentance He saw her, not just what people would say and think about her as a woman who had engaged in sinful behavior. Jesus sees beyond our sin. He takes that sin upon himself. And he has died for that sin if we believe in him. And I think that when we are commanded multiple times, many times in scripture, and even by Jesus himself to love our neighbor, I think that that really means seeing our neighbor as they are and loving them as they are, not just seeing them as a stereotype of whatever race or ethnicity they are, or of what gender they are, or of what socioeconomic status they are, or which way that they identify with their sexual orientation. We see beneath the surface of stereotypes, we got to see the person themselves, And we have to love the person themselves, not just our perception of how we think the person will be based on a certain criteria. Point number four, I think that stereotypes really flatten the diversity of women. When we decide to overgeneralize behavior, likes, needs, personalities of any people group, But especially one as diverse as women who is, you know, billions of people in the world. We really miss out. When we engage in these overgeneralizations, we really miss out. We make women into less than what they are. They're a flattened image. They're not this robust, complicated, interesting, amazing human being. They are instead flattened into a perception, a stereotype, one single story stereotypes, I think I should point out, can be true to a certain degree a lot of times, but they also don't apply to everyone. Okay? They really do alienate women who don't fit into these stereotypes. If you're going to come before women and say something like, women are more emotional than men. That's totally a stereotype. Women can also be really logical, and men can also be really emotional. And there are women I know and am friends with who are not as in touch with their emotions and instead are far more on the logical side because they're human beings. Because it's not true that women are always more emotional than men. It's not even true that that's often the case. There are lots of women who balance logic and emotions. When we tell these stories of, hey, women, we are more emotional. So X, Y, Z, just remember who you're alienating. And also remember what kind of harm can come out of that stereotype, which we'll talk about in point number five. I also want to remind us that I hear a lot of times in churches or in groups of people who are Christian that women are more emotional. I also hear a lot of times that they're more gossipy, that women tend to gossip more. And I don't think that's true my friends are not very gossipy, okay? I've known guys who are far more gossipy. And I think that this idea that women struggle with this sin and men struggle with this sin, men struggle with pornography and women don't, men struggle with masturbation and women don't, like these types of things are just not true of individual human beings. And they're just flattening who human beings are, and women can be all sorts of things, and men can be all sorts of things. Let's not take away from the complexity of who humans are and be lazy by just stereotyping them, deciding that they're a certain way and not challenging that within ourselves. There's this wonderful TED Talk by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. She discusses in her TED Talk the idea of the danger of a single story. That's the title of it. And it's a really great TED Talk. I'll link it in the show notes. And I recommend that you listen to her in her words. But it reminds me of this idea. And when I was thinking about stereotypes and thinking about this podcast, her TED Talk had come into my mind. I think what I want to pull out of that is the picture that is painted by the stories that we tell is often really incomplete. And what she's talking about is when we only hear a single story of a people group. So in the case of what I'm talking about here, women, if we're only told women are this way or women grow up this way or women are X, Y, Z, right? The picture that is painted is incomplete and multiple stories matter. Diversity matters. Understanding that people are complex human beings matters. And when we don't recognize that people are multidimensional, it allows power dynamics to be upheld that have been upheld for a very long time. And that is so dangerous and so not something that is serving women. And so that brings me to point number five. The harm in stereotyping is actually that it upholds patriarchy. If you want to know more about patriarchy and the definition of it and gender roles and other things that I've learned so far, go back and check out episode 28. I talk about it there. So I'm going to operate from the assumption we all know what patriarchy is. When we believe and perpetuate these kind of flattened images of who women are, the power stays with the men who have always had it. When we allow these stereotypes to perpetuate, power stays with men. Because patriarchy has always used stereotypes of women to stop them from doing things. It has. It has always limited women by using stereotypes. And just one example, you know, I'm a former history teacher, so I'm going to go ahead and pull up a history example for you. When I'm thinking about this and its practical applications, the first thing that came into my mind is in the early 1900s, when women were trying to get the right to vote before that they actually got the vote in 1920, there were all these arguments as to why women should not be able to vote. And I was reminded of the stereotype that they had at the time that anti-suffragists had that said that women were too emotional. They were too emotional to vote. There was another stereotype. They were too busy raising babies and keeping up their homes to have time for politics. And never mind the obvious class biases and racial biases going on with that statement. They're stereotyping women as emotional, illogical, that horrible word hysterical, unstable, often they would say they were unstable due to menstruation, fragile, usually due to pregnancy or menstruation or menopause, that they're inferior to men intellectually and more. And sometimes the stereotypes we have today are not so blatant as this. But there are many stereotypes that remain that resemble these stereotypes. And these stereotypes do not serve women. Continuing to call women emotional and having that mean a certain something perpetuates the same type of stereotype, the same type of power dynamics that patriarchy upholds. These stereotypes bring us down. They hurt us they uphold patriarchal beliefs and they harm a diverse array of women all kinds of women so even if a stereotype seems innocuous like it's not too harmful whatever it's like an easy shorthand way of saying something i think that there's really danger to it there really is especially when women are helping to perpetuate them so this is really a call to to stop it to look for them and to not let them continue. We are complex human beings. God sees our heart and we are more than a generalization that flattens who we are as image bearers of the living God. The last thing I wanted to go over is how we can do better. What can we do? What can we do? First, I think we've got to become aware of it. I think we've got to look for it. We've got to be able to hear it, whether it's coming out of our mouths or whether it's coming out of the mouth of a different human being or whether we're reading it online. And we've got to learn more about it. What are these harmful stereotypes historically and today that are contributing to patriarchy, contributing to the oppression of women? We've got to become aware of it. We've got to read about it. We've got to learn about it. Secondly, I think we've got to do the self-examination. And look, as a white woman, I want to say to other white white women out there that you might be holding stereotypes of diverse women of color. And if you're holding those stereotypes, it is on you to recognize them and uproot them, repent of them, and to have God replace that stereotype with the truth. And all of us can be praying about it. We can all be asking ourselves hard questions. We can all be sitting in the discomfort of doing this work. We can sit in that discomfort with God. We can pray through it and sit with him. And we can repent of how stereotypes have been perpetuated by ourselves, how we've believed them, how we've upheld and contributing to them all the times we have said nothing. And we can ask God to redeem it. The third thing I think we can do is we can stop contributing to it. So once we're aware of it and once we've done some self-examination, we can start to recognize it happening and we should stop contributing to it. Don't let those words come out of your mouth. Don't overgeneralize women. See the harm that it has. Be a force that is stopping that harm. And I think the last thing we can do, the fourth point here, is... To respectfully disagree when it comes up. If you hear someone else, a brother or sister in Christ, especially, perpetuating a stereotype, we can pause and then we can respectfully and kindly yet truthfully explain why stereotypes are harmful and why the stereotype is not true and why you disagree with them and will not just laugh and say, Oh yeah, right? Or just nod your head like, Oh, of course that's true. When we go along with them, we allow them to perpetuate and continue. So I would challenge us to, to stop doing that. And I know it's uncomfortable. It's not fun. But the more that we do it, the more we practice, the better we'll get. And this, like I said, should be done respectfully. Respectfully disagree. Not like, I'm so angry at you. You're wrong. You're a horrible person, right? We got to speak the truth and love as Christians. All right. To remind us of the main points, stereotyping is harmful because we're image bearers of the king, because God sees the heart, because Jesus didn't fit stereotypes. He didn't perpetuate them and he didn't let them limit his interactions. Stereotypes flatten the diversity of women and they uphold patriarchy. And what can we do? Become aware, self-examine, stop contributing respectfully disagree when it comes up. I hope that this has been helpful for you. Let's go ahead and close in a time of prayer. Lord, thank you so much that you see us as more than just a flattened image that the culture would perpetuate. I pray that we would stop talking in stereotypes and that we would instead see people as individuals, that we would see their complexity and diversity and the beauty of how you created every single last human being on earth. Each one is unique, and we thank you for that. I pray that you would bring down the patriarchy, God. Please bring it down, and let us have a role in doing that, and let us be patient in the process, and let us be strong forces for your goodness. Please call us to more than what we think we are capable of, because even at the end of ourselves, you are endless. You are limitless. Everything is possible through you, and you can do anything through us. And we are not able to change the system on our own, God, but you can change anything. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for everything that you have given us. And we thank you for this time of reflection. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. If you got something meaningful out of today's episode, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple podcasts. These reviews help more women find the show and it helps grow our community. Plus these reviews help me see how God is using this podcast and that my friends blesses me greatly. Oh, and be sure to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with me. See you next time.